what up? I'm back. Uh, first episode, I'm trying to do this shit solo. I've been so scared to try to do one of these solo for so long. Um, I'm not sure exactly why. I guess I just have a fear that I'm going to suck. And then I'm going to be over in like 10 minutes. So, just like my sex life. See, you need it. Cool lines like that. Um, you know, I got to get to my Patreon. It isn't active at the moment of this for coming out, but it will be soon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Uh, we have suspended it until February 1st. You have until then to jump on board. Uh, for $5 a month, you will get shouted out on this podcast every episode. That will be my mother, my first patron. Uh, that's deep, really, when you think about it, but also technically my first patron. Um, and then we also have itchaboyh2.com and Forgotten One. They are all still active patrons. They just haven't been charged. Uh, stick around, guys, if y'all want to be shouted out in the future. Plus, here's the new goal. I'm just going to get it off the top here. I'm going to do, we're doing special secret episodes. Now, I think by doing that, I'm going to have to like upload special audio files just to Patreon. So it won't be on this RSS feed, but we're going to try to make them crazy. I'm going to get skinny over here. I'm thinking we just get real intoxicated um, and just see how far we can push it. I guess I'm being intoxicated and doing a podcast. That's my first idea. If that one doesn't succeed, we will come up with more. Um, We have many substances to go through, I'm sure. so anyway, shout out Skinny and Snappy. They will be on the next episode. Uh, I'm really hoping they can stick around more. You know, I know all the fans out there love them. And uh, I appreciate having them. I mean, they're like my itchy and scratchy, you know, or something. I don't know. Skinny and Snappy, it just works together. If you saw them next to each other, they're like uh, quite opposite in a lot of ways. So just just fun stuff. So um, if y'all are here for them, they won't be here this time, but they will be in the future. Um, but all right, something else I got to get out to. Today is my 35th birthday. So the day this comes out, I will be turning 35 years old. <clears throat> I have a pretty cool fucking birthday, if I have to say so myself. I think one, two, three for January 23rd is very, very cool. Um, I've always thought so. Um, my mother at one time tried to make her pin number for her ATM card when she first got one as my birth date of 0123. And they were like, uh, yeah, you can't do that. Always found that also very humorous. Um, so my 35th birthday, I've had this podcast or I've had a podcast for five years because um, I remember I was 30 when I started my first one. Um, it It's not much different. 30 and 35 is not much different for me. Now, my body is falling apart more, but honestly, my body was kind of falling apart before 30 um in a way but i do have a lot more sciatica you know and there's a it used to be like my lower back hurt because of sciatica whereas now it's like the hip and the whole fucking leg hurts because of sciatica so i guess that's a little different um but i still have no kids i have the same i when i was five years ago i had the same job i just got it the job i have now um and so really nothing has changed um part of that's very depressing. You know, you would expect some stuff to change. I guess I've gotten a little better at podcasting. I taught myself to make some beats and that's become like the love of my life in a lot of ways is just, uh, fucking creating stuff. And so y'all also will hear more, uh, music talk and production talk on this podcast. I got to start bringing it in. I care too much about it to, to not. So hopefully everyone's down with that. Um, but anyway, 
just a thought here on my birthday. You know, no, I don't need anyone to tell me happy birthday, by the way, out there. I have not told you happy birthday on your birthday. I do not expect the same in return. Um, but I do, you know, it's just that it brings up those thoughts when you get close to that time of year, you know, you're like, man, the days just keep coming and they don't stop coming as a, oh, all star told us, you know, fucking smash mouth. Can't believe I fucked that one up. We're leaving it in. We're leaving it in. Um, all right. One thing I want to get to, I guess now, since this is a solo pod, all about my, all about me, I guess. And eventually I'll bring up some other fun topics, but, uh, you know, I've become one of those Americans. The Chinese have gotten me addicted to the TikTok, and I just watch these fucking TikTok videos, but I came across one that, um, this person explains, and I'm, I'm going to play it for everyone here. So y'all can hear it. Um, he explains how if people that are comedians and I hate saying this cause I don't necessarily think I'm a comedian, but I did win class clown of, of my graduating class. And sometimes I'm funny on here, but the comedians develop like this other voice in their head. And I mean, I don't know. I just heard this. I've never related harder to something I've come across. So I'm just going to play this as an explanation of like, I think I have, th- have this thing. Uh, so listen here. Oh, they're hiding uh, like off brand schizophrenia. Essentially uh, the develop, the ability to become like a top tier comedian is derived during the adolescent stage uh, as a coping mechanism. But what happens is uh, they get some symptoms of schizophrenia. So a second voice develops, but the second voice is their own voice. So it's not like they're hearing voices, but it's kind of like gaining control of your intrusive thoughts in order to produce funny jokes. It's a lot like that. But you also get other symptoms like introverted anhedonia, which is like the inability to like feel happiness. So like that's why you get the trope of like the depressed comic. Um, they also uh, don't like going to therapy. So it's like really hard to get a comedian to go to therapy. Uh, so like getting anything treated is like a pain in, pain in the ass because they, they think that they're smarter than all therapists and understand the human uh, experience on a deeper level than a therapist. So that's that's why they do that. Uh, so yeah, the the prompt by the way on that was um, when a guy is too funny, and then it like by the way, this is a, a, their thing. Um, now some people may hear that and be like, "That's not you," or "That's weird." But I will say, when I watched it, I just got this feeling deep inside of like, "Oh my god, that's the that's the voice." Um, because I tell people all the time, like I'm constantly just talking with myself. Um, you know, when I'm not on the microphone or, or doing stuff, you know, I'm just having conversations, trying to figure stuff out. And even when I was younger and I was more religious, I probably would have thought like I was talking to God. But then at some point in time, you realize that like God sounds a lot like you, <laughs> you know, it just making, I don't know, it's very odd. So I do think a lot of my self-deprecation is because I do have this inside voice that makes fun of me the same way I make fun of some of my friends and they know I'm, I can be kind of mean. So uh, I just think that really all checks out. And then I showed my wife the the video that's from, and she just looked at me like, holy fuck, this is you. And then like, I started like tearing up of like, I was caught or something. I don't know. So odd feelings, but you know, why else have a podcast if you can't be vulnerable about how I have mild schizophrenia, but not real schizophrenia because it's not, you're not crazy. You just got another voice in there that, that tells you stuff. Um, but also think that's why I'm a really good devil's advocate or a contrarian, if you will. The whole reason I like having a podcast is someone comes over here and they bring up something and immediately my brain just is like, what's the opposite of that? Like, how can I argue with that? And I'm sure that's very annoying for a lot of people in my life, but it is just how it all works. So it's probably something to do with that extra voice. You know, it's just always trying to come up with an argument to my own self, because a lot of things I say on here, I don't even agree with. 
It's just a thought. You know, that's what I've learned about a podcast is sometimes you're just talking. Um, I don't know. You know, it's just you'll get used to it if you're new around here. And if you're not new, welcome back. I appreciate giving season two a chance. Um, all right. Something we're doing on these new seasons is I'm playing uh, playing music play music like it's a music episode from the old season mixed with a normal episode um so i think the first one i'm gonna go with here i think i gotta go with myself you know i've been getting real deep here and i feel like this song i have it's uh rather i think it just came out and if i if i have my math correct on my new album called difference now i just listened to this beforehand and i'm like man did i fuck up all the mixing of this you know because it's just something i'm always going to struggle with so anyway the name of this song i'm gonna play is fuck that by A to the Moon. I'll never be enough, I don't deserve the love. Depression's up, but I just keep on taking puffs. I got a woman that love me. I feel guilty, like how'd I get so lucky? Someone should kill me. I think none of it's real, it's like which color pill do I need to go get refilled so I finally feel like there's some happiness that I deserve. I feel worse every day that I walk in the earth, it's like what's wrong with me, it gotta be what I be, I'm lost in philosophy, an asshole but I'm awfully sweet, call me whiskers for my curiosity, what it costs me and my oddity, lost in an odyssey but smoking quality, just be happy, stop being so sad. Others got it worse, it can't be that bad Fuck Stop that. taking whatever you got up in that bag Fuck Start that. being grateful for everything you have Fuck that 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 Those that never went through it wanna preach how to do it I just do some music for my own amusement It's cliche but it's therapy to me Most don't even try Cause it's scary how everything would be If you try and fail Fish out of water flapping tails Get harder cold blood and eating scales Get jaded, get anxious I know more art for sale I'm smoking loud but can hardly smell Think everyone hate me but it's hard to tell Just be happy Stop being so sad Others got it worse It can't be that bad Stop taking whatever you got up in that bag Start being grateful for everything you have Fuck that 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 Nay the Moo. Go check it out. Available on your streaming side of choice, probably. Um, now, I will say, being 35, I feel often like I'm too old to be making music. I'm sure many of my uh, peers out here agree. Are you, maybe not agree, but you feel that sort of weird pressure. You know, it's like, how many new 35 year old rappers have you come across you like? You know, you normally come across a kid that's like, oh, that's all right. But. It's just hard for me to shake this feeling that like hip hop and video games, two things I'll talk about a lot on this podcast. um, They're so new of mediums that like people my age grew up with them, but it's not like I'm going to stop playing video games or stop listening to rap music. So there is someday going to be have to be a market for 
uh, like elderly video game fans and elderly hip hop fans. And, you know, that market's probably going to grow um, in that way. And maybe it won't. Maybe everyone does just quit playing video games because you fucking suck at Call of Duty now or whatever. You know, I don't know how it's going to go, but there is an idea. And for me, I let this slip to my wife recently, you know, because you're not supposed to talk about your happiness in front of them. But I was just explaining how nothing makes me the type of happy that I get when creating, whether that be uh, when I make a beat or make a song on the beat or even when I make a podcast or some of like, fuck, yeah, I made that shit, you know, and so I'm probably just keep doing it either way, you know, it's not like I'm doing I'm not paying money to do it. You know, it's a hobby that pays me a little scratch sometimes so um we'll see we'll see how long it goes also i'm i'll just go out of rap music eventually i think i'll probably i can't sing i've tried i've tried my ass off the last couple years it just doesn't work uh i need to take i need to practice probably um but it's just not my forte um but you know i could uh get into some weirder shit through the production and all that um so we still we got hope we got hope um, also, I got to just shout out how I fucked up my new album release. Talked about it before I play that song called Different. Um, I fucking uploaded for a, a year ago, basically, because I uploaded it in 2022. And uh, I just forgot to change the year to 2023. And then all of a sudden, three days later, I get an email that says, congratulations, it's live. But when you went to my page, it wasn't the newest release. It was back in like fucking January of 2022. And so no one listened to it i think it only the whole album only got like five listens that day or something uh i hurried up and took it down as quick as possible and got it fixed but because of that it uh for spotify which this is a big deal on spotify because it was been previously released it can't come out on any spotify like algorithmic playlist like a release radar and shit like that so it's gonna suck this first week i'm probably not gonna do very good numbers uh if my math's right this shit will just come out a few days ago so uh, if you're interested to go check it out, I'd really appreciate it. But, you know, we can definitely you can be a fan of just this podcast. And I listen to music. That's totally fine with me. Uh, they all feel a hole, if you know what I mean. So let's play some other music real quick. Um, I'm going to try to keep this to all the people that I think will be involved in this podcast moving forward. I have some co-hosts that I plan on having recurring segments. All of that. I hope everyone gets excited. Uh, first, one I'm going to play here is from our homie Soko. Now, uh, Soko, a.k.a. Southern Comfort, when he comes on this podcast, me and him are going to have a TV show segment. I'm sure these people also call in just to shoot the shit as well, like the old days. But I'm, I'm just trying to keep him a little focused here at first, I guess. Uh, and so we're going to have a TV show segment. I believe it's going to be called What's Good. We're still in the process of figuring all that out. Um, but I want to shout out Soko. He, you know, he's with Graveyard Entertainment. They show a lot of support for the podcast and for my music and uh, a lot of other artists music as well and uh they're just real dope so let's play this one from southern comfort um it's gonna be off of his album soco talk and it is called oh you know what i wrote down one with me on it that seems like uh that is probably picking favorites but it's because the song pieces um i just think it has a good story i I done the hook on this beat and then I just it sat on my computer for months, like six months. And then finally I just sent it over to SoCo and was like, man, I just think you'll do something with it. Um, 
Here, here's a beat with a hook basically and i just think what he did with it is very good i think it really matched the hook that i made um you know we, we really like collabing together that's why he's gonna be collabing on this podcast and so uh, let's check out southern comforts pieces drops falling like rain Drops falling like rain. Pieces, everything is falling to pieces. Then I cannot catch all the pieces. I'm stuck trying to sweep up the pieces. Yeah, the pieces, pieces. Everything falling to pieces. Then I cannot catch all of the pieces. And I'm stuck trying to sweep up the pieces. Yeah, the pieces. Hard times really come out of nowhere Starts out as small pieces But soon you can't control it A setback here A argument there An unexpected expense You think you got it But then a bigger setback Now you off track by a mile The next thing that you know You just pretending to smile Cause it raises your cheeks And they holding your tears back You gotta be your man You can't admit where your fear is at now you pleading with God, and if you don't believe, you beat your head on the wall. And if you faking your faith, you not pretending for long. And suicide seems like salvation instead of living with your life in pieces. Everything is falling to pieces. Then I cannot catch all the pieces. I'm stuck trying to sweep up the pieces. Yeah, the pieces. Sleeping away from weeping can do you wonders Keep you from doing something you might regret one day You say nobody needs you And no one will miss you Cause they don't check on you But maybe they have been through The same as you have been through They hurting just like you They hurting just like you You leave to stop the hurting But who you really hurting Sure you relieve your burdens But you become a burden The world gon' keep on turning But if your world ends You still affecting others There's a circle that loves you And when you gone They get stuck with your feelings You probably held they world together Now you gone and they falling Pieces uh pieces southern comfort featuring a the mo um man i just fucking love that shit um i mean obviously i do people don't know when you make art or especially songs it seems like you just like your own shit so much you know and um even when i hear it i'm like man i I really like the way i said the word pieces on that fucking shit and then soko just matched it perfectly i think there's a different version up on the streaming that's just the version i have so y'all definitely go listen to the other one if there's a a different version i can't quite remember um but man southern comfort good job shout out to me um and also a little behind the scenes i'm recording this one a little early um you know i'm still 34 when this is being recorded well me well obviously today's my birthday when it comes out um but all the songs today are ones that are just already on my computer so you know no one has sent me in anything these are just things i happen to have laying around and they're the homies so that's how it's gonna go 
Um, but in the future, definitely send us songs to apodcastmo at gmail.com. Um, MP3s and WAV files go to the top of the list. I'm way more likely to play it. It's just easier for the way I make the podcast. However, uh, starting on the next episode, I will have a way here for us to play shit off Spotify or YouTube, I guess, as well. Um, and we can capture that audio. But it's going to be like a shitty mono capture of it you know it's not gonna be probably as quite as good as if you sent me the file so just saying um if you're interested and you're listening to this we're tough we're playing songs every episode that's the goal um because fuck it we like songs music's cool all right back to some normal topics the shit y'all are used to i think we really got to talk about some epstein shit you know not get too deep i just want to briefly talk about jeffrey epstein i feel like episode one season two let's get it in there it was one of those things that will you'll probably always remember. I mean, if you care at all about like politics and like the elite fucking corrupt people, you know, fucking puppeteering our lives around and shit. Um, it's very fascinating. I always tell people I think a good primer is on Netflix. They have a little documentary called Dirty Money, I believe it was called. Um, and it went over a lot of the Epstein shit. Now, I will say not to be too conspiratorial, but if if a Netflix made it, someone probably passed it, right? Like someone was like, yeah, it's fine to say all this stuff. So you're probably not getting all the story, but you definitely get his earlier uh, pedophilia stuff, you know? And so if people don't know, Jeffrey Epstein was a pedophile. Um, word is uh, he had this island in which a bunch of celebrities and politicians and powerful people went to where they had underage girls and they had sex with them. Um and there's these flight lists that the judge wouldn't release at the time of this me recording this um, because they said um, more or less it would cause an uproar, you know, and these people have a right to privacy that were on this plane. I kind of disagree. And every person that like word has come out that they were on the plane, you have to look at them different forever, um, I think, you know, but uh, it's a weird one, you know. Almost this whole pedophilia thing, and you can even say this was like the grand scheme of things, you know, because like pedophilia comes up a lot in the QAnon stuff as well. Um, and a lot of basically just Republican leaning conservative things, those type of people are the ones that hate pedophiles. And I've been liberal for the most part, like my whole life up until after Obama. And then I kind of leaned uh, libertarian uh, the last two elections. But you know, I've always felt liberal and no part of me as like a liberal progressive person was I like, and, and we're okay with pedophiles, but like somehow through like the last few years, because the Republican conservative side are so like anti-pedophiles, which I just feel like everyone should be. It's like kind of made this lens. Like they're the only ones against it. So like, that's kind of odd. Um, but you know, Epstein to my knowledge fucking homies with trump homies with bill clinton you know there you go republicans democrats so i'm not saying one side's free of anything you know now i do also think shit's clouded because what my general belief is that most conspiracy theories there is some kernel of truth in there you know like yeah the elites probably do fucking do some weird pedophile shit but then what happened is someone goes online and is like and there's a basement under a pizza shop, and then there's pizza gate, and then that, and then a guy goes into a pizza shop with an AK-47 or whatever it was, demanding, you know, to release the children. And maybe that was all wrong, and so they make this person look bad, and then all of a sudden they could point his ass like, "Don't be a fucking idiot like this guy." But that doesn't mean somewhere else maybe they don't 
have some fucking shit going down, you know? And then again, same thing. I think it totally makes sense for human sex trafficking and all that to happen. But with the QAnon shit, they have to push it. They have to push it to an, oh yeah, by the way, when they're scared, they take their blood and they drink their blood. You know, it has to get like pushed up um, to make it so that a normal person doesn't want to get involved in the conspiracy talk, you know, because that shit gets too crazy. Um, but I, I think a, a milder version of some conspiracy seemed totally plausible to me. And I just think you can't look at the Epstein shit. So a few that somehow lived under a rock, eventually he gets arrested. He's in jail on suicide watch. Uh, and then the guards just don't watch him. And then he commits suicide. Um, and then there was an autopsy. There's a break in his neck that normally goes along with someone being killed, not someone killing themselves. And then they kind of just sweep it under the rug and it's just not even a, a thing anymore. You know, like, I mean, sure, people like me and some other fucks on the Internet might bring it up every now and then, but it affects nothing. I mean, it affects absolutely nothing. And then just not 10 years ago, which I know is eternity, we have this Occupy Wall Street, which, again, liberal side is like the rich are evil and corrupt. And people start kind of seeing this. And then now the liberals are, they don't even care about Wall Street or the rich. Like that's not even their concern. Their concerns over genders and race and other things, which I'm not saying those things don't have a, a purpose or there aren't things to look at. But I just think the powers that be who own these media stations, they've done a really good job of getting people take take their eyes off the rich and the Wall Street that may be fucking shit up. And they've gotten people mad at other things. And uh, I just thought Epstein was a chance for everyone to see this. But instead, it was like, if you care about Epstein, you're a conservative. I don't know. That's kind of how it comes off to me. So I'm just uh, just bummed. Just bummed. That's how the world how the world is these days. But, you know, what are you going to do? All I can do is play another song. So let's play one here from our homies, Brad Sirex. Now, I would say Brad Sirex and Coop, but I think I actually chose just a Brad Sirex solo song. Now, word on Brad. Plan is Brad is going to have some skits on this podcast. We have big plans. We have really been hopping each other up on it. Not to hop everyone else up. I don't want to set the bar too high. But if we can pull it off, uh, we definitely will have some funny shit. Um, for now, go check out his skits on The Last Ride. He has Snappy all over it. It's so funny. Um, he done a really good job with it. And uh, this is what this song is off of. It's called Rolling with the Bradster. And um, he sampled... Shit, he told me maybe a Scarface song. or There's someone he sampled. And um, for the hook here. And uh, they do a horrorcore album every October. Uh, him and Coop. And, uh, you know, they're my favorite horror core thing well they told me three six mafia kind of counts and so maybe uh, they're like or second favorite if that's the case um but i really like brad uh he is the homie we talk all the time so we definitely got to get him on the podcast uh on season two uh, a lot if he wants to if he wants to I mean, let's check out hey honey pie you ready to pucker up for the bradster what do you want to be when you grow up i'm ready to learn because i like killer
He just likes killing. Killing the beats. Um, so yeah, you'll go check him out. Like I said, not all of his stuff's like that, but every October, their horror course shit's like that. Um, and really, I always remember back to the first time uh, I came across Brad. He sent us music into the first music spinoff, I believe. First or second, but I believe it was the first. And, um, you know, it's like some song about like raping some girl with the owner in the trunk. And I was like, what the fuck is this dude? Um, so it's so funny that he turned out to be one of my, you know, better internet friends. Because uh, at first I would've, wouldn't have would have guessed. Tell you that. Um, but I think it's all an act. Or he's convinced me that it is. Like he has done a good job of convincing me he's not a crazy psychopath person. Um, and so I'll take it. You know, maybe I've convinced all of you. It's all we have is trust in this world. Um, all right. Next thing on my list, I kind of want to get on that first episode. Uh, something that I think we all know, or maybe we don't all know, but you should all know is fucking fentanyl. You know, I, I'm not, I haven't been a drug user for many years, you know, not like real drugs. And, but it does, when I hear about fentanyl, it, it seems very scary because I mean, there was a time, you know, shit, someone got offered something. Hell yeah, I was all up for it. So to think you have to be scared that fentanyl can be like in anything, um, you know, they apparently they'll put in just any other drug and remake it. Uh, now, some people claim it gets you more fucked up. Other people claim only three little pin size molecules of it's enough to kill a person. Wh- which one can it, you know, it can, so it can't kill you every time. 
obviously, but there's there's definitely conflicting information from what I mean as a layman have heard. Um, and they say they can test it. So if you're out there young partying and you can get a fentanyl test kit, I don't even know how the fuck it works, but go look into it. Definitely should. You know, if someone offered me Coke right now and I was the top to do it, it would be like, oh my God, are you sure? Because it's not like you went and got it from fucking pure anywhere. You know, the shit that fucks you up is in Coke forever has been what they cut it with. So it's just very dangerous, very dangerous stuff. But I think what people don't think about on the fentanyl is it's, it's designed to kill us, like kill Americans specifically. So like fentanyl is made to my understanding in China or it was originally is they developed them in these Chinese labs and then they sell, they turn around and sell it to these Mexican cartels. So, and then they put it into their drugs to try to make them stronger. And then those get sold to Americans. And then Americans die. I mean, American teenage, you know, young people, people that would be making babies and populating our country. It's just, to me, just seems like it's China's fighting the long war. I mean, it's doing the long game here. Like, sure, maybe it can't have a nuclear war with us because we have so many, you know, such advantages in the weaponry. But they will easily kill ourselves, you know, with this stuff they give us. So I just think, think that's, probably what's happening i mean if you look at chinese history you know it's hard for us as americans i mean if y'all have watched the mighty ducks d2 uh y'all know america we're like a teenager country you know the rest of the world is so old uh you know china's like one of the oldest countries in the world uh you know they don't measure things by like one person's lifetime necessarily like they'll be like all right in three generations this will be what's accomplished and it's just so hard for us as americans to even think that way no i don't think we should um but i just think they're playing the long game i mean that's why fucking 20 years ago they were like sure bring your factories over here pay us pennies um but now look where we're at you know we thought we were fucking them over but now who doesn't have factories and now they hold all the cards, you know, like they have all the silicone factories that make the computer chips and all that shit. And that's why every fucking thing in the world's been backed up because of computer chips shortages. So I just think they're playing uh, a better tactical game. And also, and I hate, I'm not ever pro communism. And I know they're just like a hybrid communism capitalism now, but they could all, they just all get told what they have to do. And so like the whole country just moves as one. Whereas in America, I think it's pretty obvious corporate interest rules and those people's interest is just making money it's not about like the welfare of american people being successful or in a position of power in 20 years they'll just move their fucking company to whatever country you know like they don't give a fuck but we're just so blind to it because we think we think someday we could be that ceo like every person thinks like but I'll be a billionaire one day. And so they don't want to fuck over the billionaires because that could be them. But like statistically, it's not you. So it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, I think America is probably doomed to fail. You know, that's probably become a theme of season two. Um, I'm someone that used, I used to care a great deal about politics. I still kind of do. It's just hard when you're on the sideline. Uh, this is the way I explained it the other day. So like, I used, you know, if you're not a Democrat or Republican, uh, you're not really even in the game. I hate to say it because I love voting libertarian. I think some of their ideas are cool. Not all, but I like some of them. Um, but And I hate when people are like, why even vote that? You're racing your vote. I don't think it's a waste either. But if you're not one of those, you're probably not going to win most of the time. So it's like you're not in the game. And it's kind of like basketball. I fucking love basketball. I'll talk about it later in this episode. But 
it's like recently I've been watching this guy on Twitter explain like, oh, here's all the times they carry and travel, double dribble, you know, all this shit that they're not calling. And then as soon as you start watching that, you're like, oh, they're all cheating. Like John Morant's great, but he carries every player, you know, so it just changes it. So like whenever you're kind of not a Democrat or Republican, you start seeing it and you're like, none of these people even care. They're just going to get in there and do nothing. They're going to get in there and do nothing. And then the next time they go up, they'll be like, we would have done some, but the other guy wouldn't have let us do something. But it's really because they're all just fucking friends. Perfect point in case is the Hunter Biden laptop story. Again, this will probably come up again on the podcast in the future, but just this one point here. The One of the best things on it is that Tucker Carlson sent an email to Hunter Biden to thank him for writing him a recommendation letter to get to his son into Georgetown. I believe those were their high schools. But it's like, so Tucker Carlson goes on fucking Fox News every night, bitches about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and all this shit. But in this whole time, they're fucking buddy-buddy behind the scene. Because the Democrats and Republicans are all friends. They all work together. It's just a professional wrestling match for the cameras so that people get really worked up. And so, like, I spent four years watching Republicans on my Facebook friends list because um, that's basically how I measure politics is off Facebook. I just watch all the Republicans just lose their mind defending like the fucking dumbest man, you know, it's every president. And then after that, Biden wins and then the Democrats turn around and do the same thing. It's like they throw everything they cared about out the window to be like, I support the man in power when it's like, I just don't, I don't get it. And can we talk about the fucking money to Ukraine? You know, we have lots of stuff to talk about in the future, but I can't do it by myself because as you'll see, I'll just rant from one thing to the next. So if anyone out there has opinions... Uh, and you're trying to, you know, call in. Y'all just re- reach out to me. Reach out to me. All right, let's play another song here. <clears throat> this one, I'm going with another great friend of the podcast. Someone I plan, I hope to have call in, probably for talking about these exact type of things I was just talking about. And that's the homie CJ Jones. Um, you know, we are, uh, we're very, we're close in age. We're close. He's, a, he's over in Missouri. I'm in Oklahoma. So I just think we have a lot of similarities. Uh, I think he also sees the world and is like, these motherfuckers, you know, today we saw this thing where someone's claiming eight, their age fluid. They can decide at any moment what age they are. You know, some of that sort of shit catches our ass. So anyway, uh, shout out CJ Jones. I hope to have him calling. I know he's always busy. Um, and if he's listening now on the road, be safe. But we're playing his song. And I, this one's risky. He has not told me he could play this necessarily. Um but it's on my computer. I'm hoping it's out by now. If not, we're going to sneak peek. And I'm honestly, I'm pretty sure he's cool with it. I mean, it said fucking final on the, on the title. So anyway, late nights, CJ Jones, uh, check it out. Told me. I ignore the memo, gotta boom, boom. Late 
night speeding down the highway Hunting away from everything in my brain Long nights, long days It's alright, or at least it's gonna be I've been trying to clear my mind out Turn the lights off, trying to turn my vibe down Don't wake me, I'm just trying to lie down I can't even lie now, I can't even lie now It's all in my head, lay me to sleep I can't leave this bed, I'm going crazy, you see been crazy lately, I've been heading for a crash Speeding nowhere fast, I can't keep my foot above the gas now Never know, homie. That's what they told me. I ignore the memo, gotta Late night speeding down the highway. Hunting away from everything on my brain. Long nights, long days. It's alright, or at least it's gonna be. Late night speeding down the highway. Hunting away from everything on my brain. Long nights. Long days, it's alright, or at least it's gonna be. I can't get my foot up off the gas, no. I can't get my foot up off the gas, no. I can't get my foot up off the gas, no. I can't get my foot up off the gas, no. CJ Jones, late night. Y'all go, if it's out, go find it. If it's not, uh, exclusive shit. You heard it here first. Um, he's actually been sharing to so me, him and Brad Sturex, who we played earlier. We have this little group chat, a little three way. Um, it's very erotic. Um, and we kind of share songs, you know, that we're working on things like that. And so CJ has been sitting there, says he's been working on it. I know he's been very self-conscious of the vroom vroom, it seems, but, uh, I love Mazdas. I think they're very cool. So I was all for it. And, um, you know, I like, he's kind of i think leading to a little more rocker stuff coming out he has performances he's doing some live you know doing live performances with people and stuff so really uh shout out cj doing a big the homie for sure and the most likely person i'd ever meet in real life given our location and i like i might go up to branson next year you know and that's pretty close so um anyway we'll see we will see and we'll see when he gets called on the podcast. You know, I need him to save up off his rants and irateness of the fucking stupid ass world. Speaking of which, uh, it's something I have on my list here because I was kind of hating on liberals earlier. And I do promise I will hate on Republicans and conservatives as well. I find them, I have found them more annoying for longer. It's just the, my annoyances with liberals is new. It's fresh. It's a fresh love. And, you know, the passion is there. Um, but I think what really gets under my skin is that liberals have like weaponized speech in a way where it's like you're not allowed to say certain stuff right and then if like and they'll like shout you down and things like that whereas in that was just a very conservative thing for me uh growing up i always felt like republicans were the ones like you're not allowed to say this you know we need to censor that and uh, you don't let kids be exposed to this, this, and this. But now it seems it's the opposite. It seems like a liberal's like, how dare you say this? And if you have a certain opinion or a thought, 
you don't deserve to be able to talk because of, because of the opinions you hold. It's just a fucking weird shit. It's like they're greasing the slopes for like the fascism that they claim the other side is. And both, both sides of that. They both claim the other side are fascist while when they get in power, they just grease the skids for more power to be given to the fucking fascists they claim to be against. So if y'all don't know my take on the government and politics yet, that's all I could, that's the best I could explain it. So I will try not to harp on it because when I've gone back and made these highlight episodes, I realized politics does not hold up in the long run. You know, they're not fun to go back and listen to, but I do think in the moment people like to know what the podcaster if their opinions are the same as theirs. And I also know it's a risk. I listen to podcasts where someone says some stupid shit I disagree with and it's like hard to respect them. So I just try to be honest and say, I get, I think all the sides. And when it's your team, of course you want to win. It's how sports works, but um, I'm checked out, checked out on sports lately. So, but the one sport I do watch basketball. So I want to touch at least one basketball topic uh, on this first one. I think it's a big one. Um, LeBron James, is he the GOAT? Now, this is something I think of often in basketball topic worlds because, you know, you get people talk about it all the time, whether they have LeBron James or Michael Jordan um, or Kobe or Kareem or whoever, you know, fucking uh, Bill Russell. I think he has the most championships. Uh, you know, there's always arguments, and I don't really, I guess, care about the arguments uh, for, for an individual person. Like each individual person can have their own favorite. Uh, that's totally fine with me, but I do think there has to be some like majority consensus. And there is, I mean, there is like the zeitgeist, like the zeitgeist decides those things. So like when I was a kid, Michael Jordan was the goat. I mean, he was huge. He was huge. Um, Everyone loved him. I did not like Michael Jordan because he was too popular and he was too good. In my opinion, it felt unfair to cheer for him. And uh, for anyone that knows me in my life, I'm, I just love the underdog. That's just a part of my personality. I don't want to like the favorite. So I didn't, I didn't ever want to like Michael Jordan, but then space jam came out and I, I loved it. Cause I was in second grade or some shit. And so it was like, okay, well he's great. Um, so I enjoyed him. I understood it, but um I just wasn't a huge fan. Kobe comes out later. I'm a huge Kobe fan. I'm just the right age. You know, uh, he's he's great. Uh, and then LeBron comes out. Uh, I'm about the same age as LeBron. I think he's a, a year older than me, maybe two years older, something like that. Um, but we're relatively the same age. And I think that makes it harder. I think it makes it harder to like a player that's around your age. So maybe I am just biased against him, you know. So I will, as you can tell, LeBron is not my goat, if you will. Um, but my argument's pretty simple. My thought was, because right now everyone is saying LeBron James is the GOAT because he passed Kareem in points. That's more or less the argument. And also he has more systematic jobs. I've seen that thrown out as well. But they're like, see, he passed Kareem. So it is a longevity thing. So it also depends how you determine uh, what you determine as the GOAT. To me, it isn't about your longevity of a career. Does it... In my mind, in my mind, it's like you at your prime, who's the best or who you take in or whatever. But regardless, again, that's not what any of this argument's about. It's the idea that when MJ, when Michael Jordan was crowned the best player and everyone in the zeitgeist and the sports world just said, yes, Michael Jordan's the best ever. Now, I'm sure there was a few holdouts that said Bill Russell, Kareem, all these people, you know, not saying they're worried, but the majority of people until LeBron James existed said Michael Jordan was the best player of all time. Yet, he did not pass Kareem's record. 
So it's not like they were saying Jordan's the best because he passed Kareem's all-time scoring record or Jordan's the best because he passed this other record. They're saying Jordan's the best because of some new criteria they decided because he went six for six in the finals. Um, he had, you know, a killer instinct and all, you know, all these things. I know I'm not saying they're right, but either way, the world, the basketball world decided he was the greatest of all time based on these things. And then LeBron comes and he doesn't surpass Jordan in those metrics that they decided made Michael Jordan the best ever. But he did pass Kareem and he passed Matt. You know, he passed these other people that are lower on the list. And then now people are like, well, yeah, well, obviously he's the best. But I just think if LeBron's career existed and then Michael Jordan came through, they would be like, fuck those numbers. Michael Jordan's the best because we're seeing it. There was just something different. Like they, it's hard to explain. I think some people probably get what I'm trying to say. But it just, I think once he lost in the finals, I think in one finals game for Miami, he put up six points. And so like after that, that just happens. And then Jordan's career exists in which he would never do that. I don't know. It's interesting, you know, and then everyone's pointing towards the end of their career here where Jordan sucked at the end. LeBron's good at the end of his career. He's held up longer, more longevity, better body, more athletic, you know, all of that. And I completely agree. He's definitely a better specimen, um, better career. I mean, you would say like longevity wise. But that, when you go back and watch The Last Dance or any just old Jordan videos, you just when you're watching, it just felt like he was the man, you know, in a way that it doesn't feel like that with Jordan or with LeBron. You know, anytime you see him on the court, you just don't say he's the man. You're like, oh, it's LeBron versus so and so. And again, maybe I'm just biased. Maybe other people see and they go, no, he's the fucking man. Um, and I just got to get out there. I just can't stand the flops. You know, every time he flops and looks at the ref and cries, wants a call, all that, it just gets under my skin it's hard to watch it as a fan and then now it's rubbed off on everyone i mean luca harden you know russ there's all i mean everyone everyone fucking does it now but there was a time it wasn't quite like that so anyway basically my argument and anyone again is more than welcome to we're planning on having snappy on for our normal sports talk and i know he doesn't watch a lot of basketball so i just want to get this one out there if he's listening hopefully he can give his opinions when he comes on again um i just don't know how lebron passed MJ by passing Kareem more or less that is my long and short of it uh, basketball talk alright playing another song here uh, from our homie Sir Nasty now it took 399 episodes to have him call in the last time last time we had a season of this podcast hopefully it doesn't take that long again um, but who knows we'll see we'll be waiting but uh, the song here from Sir Nasty is on one of my beats uh, I've sent him a, a lot over about the last year I would say and I think we're finally going to get the fruits of all of that and the name of this song is This Is The Gang off of his new album that came out on the 13th called Jason Gang It's Jason Gang, and we gang forever. Yeah. 
All black Jason Mash 12 gay shotgun You was looking for a war, bitch you got one All kind of dread show up on your block, son Don't be surprised if you heard that I shot one Tell your whole face off, nigga, eat a hot one You motherfucker think you're sweet, but it ain't, y'all Chopper spitting at your ass like paintballs Bitch, I said fuck the world, but that ain't balls Black fingernails never took the paint off Rap war, shooting bars, letting tanks off Lyrical coke, motherfucker, who tootin' I said rap war, who shootin' huh? On the microphone, you niggas fucking with Putin They come find a solution, so I'm coming with pollution huh? Come on, boy You pussy niggas better start douching When I walk in, hoes choosing Right now Thick hey. licks, lipstick on my dick quick Big guns, big sticks for them dipshits <laughs> I'd rather cash checks than hit chicks I'd rather hit the bank than hit licks I'm just saying if you broke, get your shit fixed If I see them little niggas, then they shit hit And that's when the shit get real thick Cause now we getting families involved Shit To all my fans When they ask you why you got that Jason mask hanging from your mirror You tell them That mean my guy is better than your guy, motherfucker Jason guy. This shit ain't for the week, nigga. This is for my niggas round round to the sir getting here. Yeah, I fuck with them. Anybody round with that Jason mask hanging from the mirror, don't fuck with them. Bitch, this is the game. Bitch, this ain't a game. We hit rappers up and we tell them they lame. I want all the smoke, motherfucker, let's bang. I'm ready for war, bitch, if you feel the same. If you my fan, then you part of the gang. When they mention rapping, you mention my name. Tell them little bitches that we not the same. I ain't finna argue with nobody, damn child no. Reach you with a smile, then yeah. hit you with a pop yeah. Gangsta I told you I grew up out here Boy, you gotta watch your mind when you talk about gangsta. And if you claiming you gangster And you don't fuck with me, that's cool, my brother cool. I ran the same streets that you ran Let you thank God we ain't never bumping to each other Shit, but now that we here My nigga, let's get something clear If your son keep on disrespecting over here Then we gon' have to strap on gear It's real Gangster, gothic gangster. To all my fans worldwide, I really appreciate y'all for allowing me to be who I am a motherfucking individual, a real rapper, Sir Nasty, Jason Voorhees. You either with us or you against us. Insane Clown Posse got the Juggalos, Beyonce got the Beehive, and whoever got whoever. That's not my concern. I'm concerned with Jason Voorhees. Jason Gang. It's Jason Gang. Bitch, this is the gang. And we gang forever. Jason Gang. I'm a gang member. How about you? Uh, y'all go check it out. Sir Nasty puts out a new album every Friday the 13th. Um, hopefully there's a lot of those coming up. You know, I feel like it's been a while since the last one, but I'm not real familiar how that goes. You like how often those hit, but um, I... I respect the commitment to it i mean i don't think he's missed one in years to my to my understanding so if y'all like that go check out sir nasty he sent me excuse me i think it was four four uh songs that were on my beats that are going to be on this album that's about to come out and um, so I, th- I know there are more as well but all of the four i heard i'm like man this is great i just i don't know if i would say i have my own style but in my mind i have my own style on beats you know and uh, I sent him a, a quite some older ones that I'd reworked and were like, man, I just really feel like I can imagine him on these. And so to have them all come back and be like, this is exactly how I thought it would sound in a lot of ways, but better has um, been very fucking cool. So shout out Sir Nasty, the homie. 
down in Macon, Georgia. Uh, go buy y'all a fucking t-shirt. I know I need to get a new one. My other one kind of shrank up on me. That that happens. That happens when you got long torso. That's what I say. Um, <clears throat> all right. I have a few more things I want to cover before I got out of here. I will say, and I might listen back when I mix this and say this is a stupid statement. I feel like it's gone better than I thought it was going to. I was, like I said, very nervous at first. I'm sure there's going to be some rough moments. Don't just bear with me. Um, but I think in general... It, it kind of works. You know, I just, I'm imagining you listener, uh, naked listening to this, touching yourself and it gives me confidence. It's the boost I need. Um, all right. Some, I want to go, I want to bring back top five lists. Now I, me and powwow on our original podcast, the powwow with Mo podcast, we did a top five list every episode. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull that off. Um, but we also did where we each the same top five list and went back and forth and when you go back and just listen to it that way, it's just so messy, in my opinion. So my idea for top five lists on this season moving forward, we're going to redo any fucking top five list we want, you know, do whatever. But like today, I'm going to do my top five favorite podcasts right now. And, uh, you know, if, if Soko or Brad or someone else, if they also want to do it, they can just do it. Send me the audio. I'll mix it. And then that'll be a segment on a future episode where like I'm sure all of us rappers would love to do our top five favorite rappers. Um uh, I just don't think we should all do it together. Just do your own segment. Well, you know, for you people that are going to be on all the time, that's my plan. You know, we're going to have more segments in the future. That's what we're going with. So let's get into it. Top five favorite podcast right now. All right, so this one's a little different. I actually have about 16 listed that I... So there's, I guess, about 16 podcasts I fuck with that I listen to. Um, over the years, my habits have changed. Certain, I mean, there's probably there were more if I was going over the years, but this is just right now, my opinions. Um, you know, there's certain ones I have to listen to every week. There's other ones that I listen to every few weeks or I might build them up and go all, you know, do a, lo- a bunch at a time. Uh there's just different listening habits for different things. And also I also get curious how people listen to this. Uh, so for instance, I rarely can just sit and listen to a whole podcast straight through. I'm like on in my job, I'm, I'm driving and doing shit. So I'm getting bits and pieces of it. Um, you know, some might take me a couple of days to get through certain podcasts that are too long. So, but other people I know, they just binge that shit. So more power to you. Um, but all right, I'm going to go, I think, one to five. I think I'm going to go one to five. Uh, my goal here. All right, number one is uh, somewhat newer. I've only been listening and actually watching this for about a year, maybe a little over a year, and that is Your Mom's House. So for people that don't know, Your Mom's House is a podcast and YouTube show. I think of it honestly more as a YouTube show than a podcast, so maybe uh, I shouldn't put it on the list, but I did. Um, so it's by Tom Segura, who's a stand-up comedian. I'm sure... A lot of people know who he is and his wife, Christina P, who is also a stand up comedian. And um, I watch this every week. It's honestly the highlight of my week as far as entertainment goes, as far as watching any TV show or anything. I just get really excited. Um, Now, it's I'm sure a fantasy, but I just relate a lot to Tom. You know, I think his humor is very dry and just some of the things he says, I'm like, oh, this is so great. Like, I just it really hits me very well. And so I get excited for it. 
him having his wife there at first, I mean, not to be sexy about it, but it was like, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Um, but she's funny as fuck. I mean, she's probably funnier than him, honestly, on the podcast. And um, my wife watches it with me. So I think like it's Wednesday mornings before work. Whenever it is, it'll be up maybe Thursday, something like that. I normally put it on before work and then uh, we watch it while getting ready. And some of them are long enough the last two mornings, you know, but it's always a good time to to get some laughs in. And really, the reason why I would suggest watching it over listening to it is because they show like TikTok videos and things like that. Honestly, a reason why I might, if we get enough patrons someday, we're going to get some video equipment. We're going to figure it out because I, a lot of things about their show inspire me. I wish we could do here. You know, we just don't have the budget for it. So your mom's house, I find it very funny. Tom's like a secret serial killer, psychopath. Uh, and Christina is very, very funny in my opinion. So um, recommend it. Now, Tom does have another podcast with Burt Kreischler called Two Bears, One Cave that I also listen to every week. But your mom's house is funnier. I just think Christina pees better than Burt. Burt's fucking annoying as shit to me. I mean, he has his moments, but in general, he's he's kind of annoying. Um, <clears throat> all right, number two. Now, this one is a new, also a new podcast. That's kind of a theme, you know. You got a newer podcast can really grip you, um, and it's called Basketball Illuminati. It is from the Dan Lebitard Network. Um, he was a guy who was at ESPN that left out of the out of Miami, and Basketball Illuminati is hosted by by Tom Havistro and Amin El Hassam. Now, Amin. Amin Hassam has been one of my favorite basketball personalities, you know, on podcasts for years, for years, since he was on like NBA hoop talk on ESPN or whatever it was. I used to listen to him like the fucking radio uh, when I had a drive for far distances to work. <clears throat> and uh, so when I learned he was on a podcast, I, I immediately subscribed to it, downloaded it. And it's so top notch. Like to be honest, if anyone's listening to this, any of the little audio cues you're going to hear on this season is inspired by this show. They do so many audio drops and it's just so well produced for a podcast. Like it's so entertaining. It's just so good for an audio only podcast. I'm sure they have a video, but I just listen to the audio. It's, it's just very highly entertaining. So, um, I have to shout them out. They don't, of course, need it. I mean, they don't have clue who I am. Uh, they do very well. But if you like NBA or basketball stuff, I think it's the best basketball podcast out there. You know, they do like basketball conspiracy theories. So or like looking at the numbers of if refs are doing this, this and that, you know, it's not your typical. Ba- it's not just basketball news. It's uh, they go deeper and it's fun. And there's like a lot of inside jokes and Illuminati references, of course. So anyway, basketball Illuminati number two. I have to listen to it immediately when I when I download it. Um, number three on my list is actually the only Patreon I subscribe to. So uh, subscribe to mine if you would like, and that is Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast. Uh, the the company is Last Stand Media that their Patreon is. Um, and so as this probably know, this is a a PlayStation podcast. Um, <clears throat> It just covers PlayStation shit and video game news in general, but it's like four hours every week. It's a huge fucking podcast. And, uh, you know, you really just get to where you like the host. You like the main host is uh, kind of a curmudgeon-ish, you know, kind of like myself, I would say. Um, and he has some stupid takes sometimes, but other takes you completely agree with. But, you know, it's the consistency I've been listening. The first, one of the first podcasts I ever listened to was Podcast Beyond, and he was a host on that then. I mean, this is like 
seven, eight years ago or something. So, you know, you just know these people a long time. And uh, anyway, he started a new company. Uh, he left his old company kind of funny underneath, um, not scandalous necessarily, but there was a terror in the group. And then so some of the fans went with him and some stayed with kind of funny. I was the one that went with him. And, you know, I don't know, there's some, it made more allegiance in a way. If they told me it was planned, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised or it worked really well if it, if it was. Um, but I understand some people wouldn't want to listen to this. If one, you don't play video games or care about it, or if you don't want to just waste time listening to a four hour podcast, some people have time they can't waste, but other people, they just have a headphone in their ear all day and they're totally fine with it. You know, long ass podcast. So, um, I do enjoy it. Um, he has stupid takes sometimes that like horizon, is better than God of War. And it's like, no way, no way. Anyway, Sacred Symbols, very good. Also, their Patreon gives you two extra episodes a week. So it's like they do one and then you also get two extras. So they, I think they're the biggest Patreon or, or one of the biggest Patreon. So they do well, probably inspiring while we're going to try to do a bonus episode a month here. And hopefully we can pull it off. All right, number four. This one is my smart pick. Uh, this is... uh one I just like to listen to to make me feel good and brainy, get your brain going, a good story. And that is radio lab. Um, now it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of like NPR shit. You know, if y'all know what NPR is and, uh, it's just like each one is about some, you know, specific thing. Let me try to find, pull up radio lab here. Here we go. Um, so like my favorite run of radio lab episodes where there were five in a row that were all about music. Um, and it really was great. Like the first one was like how in China they got old cassettes that people, they would just like put a saw blade through them to try to cut the cassettes and then throw them in a junkyard. But once they got to China, there were people that would take those, retape them together. And then they started selling all these black market cassette tapes in a land, you know, that doesn't really have much freedom of expression like that necessarily. And so now the music scene in China is so crazy because people are inspired by like, 50 years of music all at once. So you'll come across some band that's like punk guitar with Western drum pattern, you know, I don't know. It's just very interesting episode. And then they, I want to say the second one of that little run was about the first, when they first learned how to actually record um, audio crystal clear to where it sounded just as good as if you heard it live for, for years and years over the radio, you could tell if it was live or recording because recording sounded so bad, but they've, during World War II, they were taking out the Nazis and they found uh, this one machine that uh, could do it. It used these magnetic tapes and it just could capture things perfectly. And the Nazis had had two of them made and they had invented these and they gave one to I wish if I would listen to Reese, I would some talk show, like a radio talk show that was very popular at the time. And uh, that talk show just got one. I mean, they got one of the only two in the world. And then they, all of a sudden they could they could pre-tape their shows and it was like a huge fucking deal. So anyway, I just like shit like this, you know, waste time and get your brain going. Um, you know, some like those, so those are all about music, but not all of them are about music. There's some that are just uh, like one was about the fucking tick that bites you, uh, the lone star tick that makes you allergic to meat. And then they like go in the whole episode actually explaining like what is happening, like what causes that to happen. So anyway, you listen to a radio lab episode, you're going to feel fucking smart. You know, you're going to feel like I learned something. You're going to feel productive. So that's why it becomes my number four on my list. All right. Number five. Um, 
is one I've been listening to for a very long time. Uh, and that's going to be the Bill Simmons podcast. Now, it's weird because these days I actually only listen about half of them because I just don't care about NFL. And, you know, a lot of his episodes are about football. Um, but for years and years, I've listened to Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, I was listening to him back when we had the BS report. And then about a year into me listening to podcasts where I was like really into it, he got fired by ESPN or suspended, then fired. And then he went and created his own website called theringer.com in a podcast network. And then I'd gotten this job where, it was, I had access to the ringer on the, like wet, the internet at work. And so I would just read every article on that website every day. And, uh, you know, I just became a huge fan, you know, I just fell into it. And so I still had a loyalty to him. Listen to his podcast. He made a bunch of money through Spotify. You know, I think they bought his company or something like that. Um, he had a failed show on HBO, which was a bummer, you know, I was cheering for him, but he's never been very good on camera, but I think he's very good audio wise. So, um, you know, it's just kind of the classic, uh, a sports guy. Now he, he combines sports and pop culture and there's other things he likes, like professional wrestling, shit like that. You know, we'll talk about any of that. Um, but he's basketball is like his big thing. So when it gets in the NBA season, he's really talking basketball. You know, I can get into it quite a bit, but it's definitely one of, you know, one of my longest running, uh, podcasts to listen to. So I'd at least put it at number five. Now, just real quick, I'll run off all my honorable mentions. I got uh, JRE, Two Bears, One Cave, Bad Friends, Freakonomics Radio, Tim Dillon, Jimmy Dore Show, Revisionist History, We Might Be Drunk, Ringer NBA Show, Tiger Belly, and The Low Post. Those are things I typically listen to every week or most weeks, you know, try to listen to. Now, I, I have, like I said, I have been getting into watching uh, podcasts on YouTube a little more. I'm just trying to inspire myself to maybe us do that here. So if that's something you would like to see, uh, reach out to me and donate us money or equipment. <laughs> that's what I would say. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, now, I should have another song here, but I don't, you know, fucked up. So I'm going to just go on to my last little thing I wanted to uh, talk about. And some I was going to try to do on all these little solo episodes I do. I was going to really try to do like the history, if I could just remember as much as I could about my life, you know, for like 10 minutes and then be like, all right, that's a good stopping spot. And then over all these solo episodes, you know, maybe I'll finally get to like age 30, which is where I started at, where I started this pod, you know, my first podcast, that seems like a good stopping spot, you know? So that's kind of my goal. I wrote a few notes down, but I feel like I'm going to forget a bunch of stuff. And I've always been told I'm the top that I have these weird memories, uh, of my history, you know, or like, how do you remember this dumb shit? So anyway, uh, I've made a jingle for it. So let's get to it. Just a little mo history. All right. So my history would start when I was born, I, I think. Um, it would probably start at conception, I guess, from what I know. Um, you probably should know this sort of information, but I do. To my knowledge, my mother lost her virginity and got pregnant with me. Now, that could be a lie. Of course, my mom could have just lied about that. But why would you? It's such a weird fucking lie. So um, she was always very like adamant like giving me condoms. Like, do not have a fucking kid too early. And now I don't have a kid at 35, and she's like, what the fuck? So I think it's kind of funny, you know, it's kind of like gifted the Magi or some shit. Um, but yeah, so 
my mother and biological father, they broke up before I was born. A word is my mom caught him cheating and then she just wasn't having it. You know, she wasn't going to stick around. She even at the time, I think, lived with his parents while she was pregnant. And then she had to move back home. And um, so, yeah, I always felt bad for my mom. Not bad. So, I mean, it is life is life. You know, what could I have done? Um, but yeah, that's how that went. And, um, I was born seven weeks premature. So like I said, January 23rd is my birthday. I was due March 13th. So, uh, I was born early. This is 1988, by the way, in January, 1988. Um, I, my heart didn't work right or something. And they put me on a helicopter and flew me to Oklahoma city and put me in an incubator for like nine weeks or some shit. And then I was fully developed like a fucking chicken egg. And I had a heart murmur. I think I still do technically. And something about like my heart just didn't always work. That was a big deal for me as a child. So, or not for me, like I don't have any memory of it, but just like what I've been told. And I wore some monitor around my neck. And if it started beeping, they were told that you need to shake me until it stopped beeping. So that, that's where technology was in 1988. <clears throat> um, it was, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun, honestly, to, to kind of think of how I even made it. Uh, my mom told me she used to have to go to McDonald's and she would buy the orange high C syrup off of them. Like the shit they put in the machines. It was like prescribed to her. Like, I don't know how the fuck you would go to McDonald's and do this, but she would buy it off of them. And then they would just give me like a teaspoon of straight high C orange corn syrup. And that would keep my heart working while I slept or something. I mean, like that's how it was described. Now my mom was 18 when I was born. So she don't, she just might not know what the fuck was going on. You know, she could have just been like, oh yeah, the calories keep the heart pumping. I don't know, but she was pretty smart. I think, I mean, she went on to prove she was smart later on in life, but I don't think she was an idiot, but that's the story. That's how it goes. And, um, you know, later on in life, I mentioned this or it came up on a highlight episode, if you've been listening to those, but, uh, I used to tell people, I'd forget how to breathe a lot when I was like three or four years old, five, something like that. And I would just quit breathing. And now I realize I was probably having an anxiety attack. Cause I've kind of had those later on in life. But I would just be like, oh, it must be because my fucked up heart. Like that was my reasoning for why I would forget how to breathe. And I don't know. I never thought about it. But in hindsight, it's a big deal. So, um, yeah, so I'm born. I'm young. My mom meets my the guy I call my dad. You know, he adopts me eventually, but uh, meets my dad. at. To my knowledge, I'm nine months old, something like that. I could be wrong. Uh, but my mom's friends with his sisters. Um I think she moved into the low income housing at this time. So we're like real, real young. And, uh, you know, he starts dating my dad. My dad's uh, an awesome dude. You know, um, they they do their thing. And I don't really, again, have any memory of this. I call him dad was like the first word I learned. I called it to him, which I think is interesting. And then my parents broke up when I was like three years old. And then I you know, three or four, something like that. Cause this is about when I have memories that start coming up in my head. And, uh, as I would say about four. And I remember my mom going on a couple dates and like, I was there and she's explained it to me since of being like, yeah, uh, you were coming on the first date and you know, they're going to know about you or whatever. And so it was interesting, but I eventually got my parents back together, um, in a weird parent trappy ass kind of way. Uh, 
my dad, who I still call dad, even though he was my mom's ex-boyfriend, you know, and no actual relation to me at the time, but he would still pick me up and take me to like McDonald's and shit. Um, you know, every other weekend, like visitation, I guess. I don't know. It was, it's, it's odd when you think back to it, but I guess my mom just knew he was a good dude and, uh, you know, was helpful, you know? And another thing, my mom, the memory she has that she's told me is that, you know, my dad's from a really poor family. Um, and he's the youngest, but like they started charging him rent at 13 cause he got a job at 13 and shit like that. But he started buying my mom diapers and food and, you know, stuff. And so like everyone was, they weren't big fans of me, his family, because I think I was taking some of the money they could have been borrowing from him, you know, in some way, but, um, he was, he was just a good dude. And, uh, so I, I told him once I remember us being at Burger King and I even, I just have a good memory of this. Like, I remember like, I'm just going to lie to him. I'm just going to tell him that mom misses him. And I, I said, Oh, she's always wanting to come with us. And I just knew I was lying, you know? Um, and then when I got home, I did the same to my mom. I was like, yeah, he really wants to take you with us. And maybe they saw through it. I don't know. But either way, by the time I was five, they got married. So it worked. Um, they got married about a week before I started kindergarten. And then I got adopted within a year. And my name went to Mosier, which is my last name currently now, which is where Mo comes from. So it's funny to think, you know, I don't know if I, because everyone called me Mosier. My whole, you know, when you play sports or whatever, that's what happens. But before that, my last name was Harrington. And it uh, just doesn't seem to fit at all, you know, with, with me. So anyway, that's uh, that history. Now, I feel like there's other stuff I'm forgetting in there. You know, my uh, grandparents, I spent a lot of time there, of course, because I had, you know, a young mother and all that. Um, and my mom had step siblings that were still in high school. So my aunt was 12. And then I had an uncle that was like 16 when I was born. And I thought they were just cool as fuck. You know, my uncle went off to the Marines. He gave me his regular Nintendo. Uh, that's probably about what my memory honestly starts is like when he hands you that regular Nintendo, boom, you know, consciousness sets in. I'm obsessed, you know, with Mario three and shit. Um, and then my aunt, you know, babysat me all the time and, you know, a lot of good memories there, of course, but, uh, low income housing, you know, right up until I was, we right before kid. So my parents got married and we moved into a quadplex, which was like, instead of a duplex, it was four units all in one building. Uh, lived there for a year before moved to the house I grew up in. So I would say before, that's why like the, the poor years, quote unquote, you know, both parents worked, I think minimum wage jobs or something close to them. But, uh, you know, it all worked out pretty well, worked out pretty well in the end. Um, all right. Well, that's where I'll stop. You know, next time I'm on a solo podcast, I'll start starting kindergarten and we'll uh, we will see how far I get there. And um, to end the episode, let's see what I got. I'm sure I have notes here. I can't can't be fucking up now. Been doing so well. Uh, all right. What's to come? So basically, I'm just going to explain all my ideas for segments at the moment. Um we got to do something with Skinny. He'll be on a, on episodes of the future, of course, to help listen to music, be all crazy. I'm going to try to get these secret episodes. We're going to get intoxicated. That's the plan at the moment. Um, we got SoCo doing the TV uh, show segments, hopefully. We got Brad X trying to come through with some skits. 
um, CJ, not sure of an exact segment for him, but you know, all of those people will be calling in hopefully, you know, every month or every other month, you know, we'll, I kind of want just a little cast for you listeners that you'll know, you know, have some rapport, have more music to go check out all of that. Um, also forgot when I forgot to mention him, uh, we've talked to him about doing some meditation, positive vibe sh- segment, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it all goes, but, uh, you know, we're early on here. If, uh, you're a fan of the podcast, there might be a chance you can get on the podcast. So you just reach out to me. Um, and then next episode. Uh, so this comes out so the 23rd, the next episode will actually be in two days, which will have snappy and skinny on it or should on episode two. And then in the future, we will just have new episodes every Wednesday. So look out every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Central time for a new episode. If you need it earlier than that, like if someone out there is like, hey, I'm a fan, but I actually go to work at 4 a.m. You know, Central time. I will start uploading an hour earlier. So y'all just let me know any fans out there. Um, And then we might, we'll still have some highlight episodes, you know, on some Mondays every once in a while, whenever I have time to do those now that we, you know, got the other podcasts going and uh, you know, any specials, I think also we'll probably push to Mondays, but Wednesday is our normal episodes. Spread the word. If you think it's good, if you think it sucks, I guess don't tell anyone about it. Um, or lie to them, lie to them and tell them it's good. All right. So here at the end of the episodes, uh, I'm trying to ramp up the beat selection showing off as well. So, um, I have a song coming or a song that already came out called a five. I think it's one of my best. And, uh, at the end of this episode here, we're going to do a beat breakdown of how I made the beat for a five. Um, and then you can hear the song at the end. So, uh, thanks for checking us out. All right, uh, here are my first uh, audio beat tutorial. What the fuck we're calling these? Uh, I'm going with an old beat. Uh, One that actually originated during my 100 beat challenge, which I talked about during season one of this podcast. Uh, It was the fifth beat in that. Um, Originally, the beat actually appeared on my first instrumental EP uh, called Voyage One. I used to think I was going to do a lot of those and be all artsy and cool. Um, It didn't work out. You know, no one listened to them. Uh, But that's actually what this beat started off as. So let's play a clip of that so you can hear how this originally sounded before it became what it became. What happened? What happened? You don't remember?
Uh, so yeah, that was that. That was actually the first instrumental uh, song I ever put out online. Uh, I really liked it. Like I said, I didn't. None of my instrumental EPs done all that well. So eventually, I decided to pull those down and then remake the beats or rework them to be rap beats uh, that I can give to people, keep for myself, sell, etc. Uh, so this one, I actually thought the drums sounded pretty good. You know, I thought the drums had potential. I thought the melody probably would never work. Um, all of those Stargate clips, of course, I removed um, out off the beat. Um, but really what I did was I just pulled all the melody down and muted the drums. And then I started working on a simple melody. Um, and so I kind of got something simple on a piano like this. So that sounded pretty good. Uh, very basic. I mean, it's like, you know, four fucking notes or something just over and over again. Um, but it has that sort of uh, dark feel to it, you know. So I changed the instrument up. That was, I think, like a stage piano or, you know, something like that. Um, so change it to a more Rhodes piano. Now, I always enjoy a Rhodes piano uh, VST. I know they don't. None of them actually sound like a real Rhodes piano, even though that would be great if they did. But I always like everyone's attempt. So I switch this to a Rhodes piano. Uh, got it to sound, you know, like this. So already I think that sounds a lot better. You know, it sounds something cool. I could already I could make drums on top of this. Um, but, you know, this one's a little different because we already have the drums, 808 and all that's already. Um, but on this, I did the next step. I guess I, I didn't like an EQ, cut some EQ. I normally notch out areas where my voice would be at, especially this one. This one becomes a song I, I do. Um yeah, I do that. I cut almost all the highs and lows, actually. And then I did a gross beat uh, slash halftime. So if people don't know, that's like you know, like uh, pitches down the the melody and then does it at like half speed. So you can basically halftime uh, any melody and it makes it sound like a cool trappy ass fucking melody. Um, it's kind of like a little cheat code. But uh, it's very common, so maybe it's too basic. But that's what I did. Um, added a reverb, Camel Crusher, and then we got this.
Uh, so yeah, now it's got the vibes. Uh, very cool, very haunting, I think, is kind of the way I describe it. So after this, the only thing I really added on the drums is I added some hi-hats that kind of, or I kind of changed them up, you know, a little bit. And then I changed the uh, bass that it had on that was more of like a synth bass to um, an 808 from this Kenny Beats uh, beat pack. And uh, I'll play just the melody with the hi-hats and bass. And I think you can kind of already get the a good vibe of what's going to happen. So yeah, I mean, right there, you could just go ahead and rap to it if you wanted to. Nothing else needed. But like I said, this one's different because it was a, a beat I originally made years ago. Um, So what I did next is I just updated the kick and snare uh, to just ones out of a folder of kind of my most used sounds, if you will. And then I kept the perks actually the same. And then uh, it sounded pretty good. So that that's basically a beat, you know. That's it right there. Could end it there if needed. Um, <clears throat> what I did next is I just the next little part. I want uh, the melody to have a change up. You know, it's probably eight bars or something. You know, I'm not exactly sure. I didn't really write down any of that information. Um, so the next little section, especially I'm like every eight bars, I want there to be some change up. So on the melody, I just pitched up a few different notes here or there. Um, and then in that gross beat halftime process, you know, it, it just make it kind of changes it a little bit from what it was before. Um, so when you have the little variety, also, we changed up the uh, little less 808s, I think is kind of what you'll end up hearing. And, and when you do less 808s, it sounds more deliberate, you know, so that kind of gives it a, a different vibe as well. So um, and then also the hi-hats change. And, and for me, on all my beats, for the most part, the hi-hats are kind of the... Uh, the rapper's flow if you will you know when you don't have a vocal on it to me the hi-hats kind of represent that that's kind of what you can follow uh just to imagine how it would go but uh anyway so this next one's more or less the the final beat uh so check this
Uh, so yeah, that's the little second section that goes back to the first and um, it's basically a B. That's how it goes. Now, typically, I think I'm going to end these uh, with just playing the whole beat, you know, one one class and be like, it's available in my store or, uh, you know, something like that. But this one I loved so much that I had to make a song with it. So I made a song called A5. It should already have been out by the time this uh, podcast comes back and uh, go check it out, run it up, all that stuff. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just play that in its entirety, of course, here. And then if I have any, uh, you know, rapper friends, of course, that you've made something on my beat and you want to do one of these with uh, your beats, if you're curious how they came together, uh, just hit me up. We'll make one if it's good. If this shit sucks, well, you know, this might be the only one, but uh, we'll see. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Ain't a mo with the flow. Ain't a mo with the flow. It's not pretend. It's not pretend. So over these rappers. So over these rappers. I mean no offense. I mean no offense. I just feel like I'm better. I just feel like I'm better. Someone get them some pens. Someone get them some pens. I need some depends. I'll stop shitting on friends. Do what I want. They do what they can't. A cracker with flow. Ain't got no plans. I'm tired of white rappers always sounding like stands. I'm just trying to be me. Do my own thing. Laying down lines. Okay, doing cocaine. Wait, kind of sounds great. I mean. Actually, uh, ain't gotta fake it if ain't it, don't say it. Too many problems as they play pretend. Pretend they want pussy when they want me. Ain't no wrong man, quit hiding sins. I'm so fucking gone, I don't know what this is. Try to quit trying, cause I'm already here. Pop quiz kids, there's plenty of fish. Don't worry about bitches, you already here. Except it's my wife, then my story change up. She probably won't listen, so no one say nothing. Get in the booth, and you know I'm a stumbling. Hop on the mic, on the bong, has been bubbling. Not touching my lines, but coach make you run again. What I may do is a pull your boo, yeah, she gon' Come again, eat some pussy when my tummy is rumbling. Fat life really ain't sucking the sum again. Fuck Uncle Sam, fuck some taxes, fuck a communist and fuck a Catholic. Most smoke bold, so I'm slow as molasses. While Bozo supposedly wanna see who the fastest It don't make no sense, can't understand it. Also, I'm stone no eight of the granite. Fuck, guess that's a throwaway, losing my mind. You know it's a slow decay. I'm on a road today, y'all call me butter. That's word of your mother, and I'm like no other. Make one thing big milk, cause girl, show me them others. May get distracted, and then I start to stutter. Not to be transphobic, cause dude. Got tips too. Chicks with some dicks is cool. Lip like lights. What did you into? Trying to fuck up the game. What it can send to? Don't need to know my name. Just know that the rent do. Honest, your minnows that I cook myself. It's in the middle of that's how I felt. Chicken little in the sky that fell. Give me a title belt for my insides now. Hard for these artists to be honest. Need head start and need hooked on phonics. I'm in the kitchen. Yeah, like home economics and cooking it up. Poking hydroponics. Yeah. Eight of the, eight of the mo makes beats.